Welcome to the Living Limitless Podcast, where we talk about fitness, motivation, and mindset. These are real conversations about people who have lived through the struggle to become successful. And now, here's your host, Clint Riggin. What's going on, guys? We are back in action. You know, I've been off for a little bit because I had the flu. I was flying back from San Diego. Guys, we have a very important guest today. And it's somebody that I met while I was in San Diego filming some content. Her name is Polly Walshin. Welcome, Polly. Thank you. Polly has such an amazing story that we, li- we literally met and it was just, she had this small booth that was right there with her new business that we're going to talk about. And I'm pretty sure you came up to me or I came up to you because I was, I was wondering exactly what you do. And we just started talking and we found out that we are literally the same person. Like we have this story that is about to change people's lives and she has some amazing things going on. So I'm going to let her tell her story and you guys are about to be blown away. Paul, this is all yours. Oh my gosh. I don't even know where you want me to start. So hi, everybody. Um, First of all, you're amazing. Thank you so much. Um, And I went to you because I just opened a business um, in San Diego and um, I was doing promotions because nobody's going to do your business like you're bi- like you, right? right? You can hire people all day long, but like you really know what you want to get across. And so I was there and I was trying to figure out where to set up and I saw him and you looked official. So I was like, <laughs> he's got to be a manager or owner or something. I don't know what I'm doing. And so I just walked up to him and he was like, I was like, so what do you do? And then he you told me your story. You were totally honest about like, where you were and what happened to you. And, um, you know, I, and I was like, well, it's God that changes everything. Right. Cause when he walks in the room, everything changes. And that, and so you're like, Oh my God, that's my story too. And I said, well, I got a book coming out called daddy issues. And I mean, three months ago, if you would have told me I'd be sitting like literally like in a business I own and I'd be married and we would be flourishing and I'd be happy. I, I would tell you you were crazy because I thought I was going to be working at Target. Mm. I have a master's degree in education, but my brain was like, I can only only deserve like nothing against working at Target if you work at Target, but it's just not my path. Mm-hmm. But I just thought I was going to work at Target and go move back home with my mom and I'd be divorced and starting all over again I, and because I didn't have any of my own money. I didn't know what I was going to do. And then... I just got my eyes off the problem, you know, and that's when everything changed. Yeah. And that's what I'm super excited to hear about because guys, if you think my story is crazy, what, what she, what she told me, I was blown away. Like, it's almost like it's, it's supposed to be in a movie. I mean, speaking of movie, it yeah. is going to be in a movie actually coming out very, very soon. So yeah. let's actually get, let's dive deep into this story. So I want to hear exactly your transformation Okay. of, you know, how you really found yourself okay. and found this business. Okay. Awesome. Well, um, so I'll try to make it not so long because it gets really boring just listening to somebody talk. So when I was, um, when I was a little kid, my parents got married, they got divorced when I was about nine months old it was in the South in Arkansas. And my dad was kind of like in and out of the picture. He'd come cause he shacked up with a lady that cheated on my mom with and had a baby. So my mom left him. 
And then he was kind of in and out. And my last like vivid memory of my dad as a little kid was my mom waking me up. And this is in the book. My book's coming out in two weeks called Daddy Issues of her like waking me up. I had a pink gown on and she drove me to the airport on at Ford LTDs back in the day. And there were no um, like car seats. So she had me sitting on the arm next to her mm-hmm. and we drove to the airport. We drove on the runway. My mom helped start Federal Express. So she kind of had access to be able to drive like literally on the tarmac. And we drove and my dad pulls up in like a, like a jet. Right. And she told me like, don't get out of the car. She pull, he pulls up in a jet. He gets out. He's on a chinchilla coat, a Rolex, this big, like Afro from his perm. And my mom's like, stay here. <laughs> you know, I'm like, okay. I'm, I'm only six. And she goes to the car and he had never paid child support. He'd pay her like 200 bucks. Um, mm-hmm. Now I'm six. It's been five years. And my mom was working like 60 hours a week. I can remember three in the morning, getting up and going to the airport to take packages because Federal Express was just starting. So my mom wanted to make sure all the packages could get on the planes to be there in 24 hours. And so I saw my dad. My dad handed her a check and he waved. And then she got back in the car and she's like, we'll be fine for a while. And that was it. It was the last physical time I saw him until I saw him, maybe saw him again later. So do you want wow. me to tell you? Yeah, is that crazy? So that so that's a lead up to what actually happened. So that was my last physical time to see him. Mm-hmm. And then um, our I was you know raised Southern Baptist, and this uh, pastor came to our house. Now when the pastor comes to your house, yeah. you think either a like you're in trouble, or B, somebody's getting married, or C, like there, there's something going on. He was in a suit. I thought, why well, is a pastor at my house? Mm-hmm. It was raining, and he walks in. It was my, I thought, oh, God, he's bringing me a birthday present, because it was like right around my birthday. I was turning seven, and he sat me down. We had like a furry sofa. It was the 70s with this furry sofa, and he sat me down, and he said, um, there's been an accident. Your dad's dead. Your dad killed himself. And I was seven. It was, this is my birthday. Like I'm about to have a birthday party. God. And I just looked at him and I was just like, well, what happened? They said, he said, well, your dad killed himself. He jumped off the white river bridge, which is a very tall bridge in Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And so as a seven year old, I was like, okay, well, I didn't like have thoughts, like critical thoughts, like where's the funeral? Where are they gonna-? So they drug the river for my dad's body. They never found anything. And so that, that was the beginning, like the real true beginning of daddy issues. Yeah. I, bet. So, I mean, that's the, yeah, that's 100% daddy issues for sure. Yeah. And so through all those years, my mom was a single mom and I was kind of like really rebellious. Like I went to Christian school, but I was really wild. And um, we used to have these people that would follow me home and these weird phone calls in the middle of the night. And once we were like at Wendy's cause you know, single moms, they can't really afford to go out to eat a lot and they don't really always have meals cooked so we go to the wendy's a lot that was our spot and these two dudes like kept asking my mom about me and like a week later this is pre-internet so there was no way to like look me up what? they found my house came to my house in these long trench coats they look like colombian and they wanted pictures of me they wanted to ask how i was it was super weird and my mom was like get the hell out of my house i don't know who you are and so what we found out later, later is they were like the Columbia cartel and they were trying to like put a hit on me and my mom because they, because so my dad wasn't dead. What? No, my dad was not dead. So what happened is he um, got his wife to believe in hypnotism 
And when he, she would hear this sound like this going off the bridge, she would immediately be taken back and believe that he actually jumped and go into hysterics. And so what happened is he was, he was on a drug charge and they were about to give him time in Arkansas from Alaska. And mm-hmm. he got bonded out and he had a dude waiting with $10,000 in his backpack and a motorcycle on the other side of the bridge. They dropped the bricks off and boom, sound happened. She went into hysterics, convinced everybody was dead and he became a fugitive. Holy shit. Yeah. So, so he, you know, was a pilot. He was a crop duster, like a really, really good pilot. Yeah. And um, so the CIA got a hold of it and they figured out who he was and he was smuggling, you know, doing some weed and some coke a little bit. And our fabulous government came to him and said, hey, uh, I got a deal for you, dude. Like you're a fugitive. You're nobody. So you need to fly the guns down to Nicaragua, down to the airport in Costa Rica. And then mm-hmm. you need to you, you can bring back whatever you want. So he, he probably, I don't know, maybe 20,000, 30,000 kilos of cocaine he brought back in the United States. There's a movie. There's a movie like this with Tom Cruise. So, so Barry Seals is basically, can I, I'll say this, is like a little bitch. He's a nobody. Like uh, that whole story it was not Amina with Barry Seals. He was just a loser. He was a snitch and he yeah. didn't do nothing. He didn't bring down any guns. He didn't bring back coke. He didn't do any of that. Yeah. He was just some dude. And he was like, he, everybody knew he was a snitch. So he would tell on people. Wow. And so that story wasn't true. Like, so if you look up Gary Betzner going C-SPAN, because mm-hmm. that's what it was before CNN, you'll see him with John Kerry in the Senate hearings talking about George Morales and the ranch and taking the guns back and forth. And so there was a book called uh, Crimes of Patriots. And it's right. about this. And they buried the story. So they finally, I finally found out he was alive when I was in Arkansas. So my mom raised me and my grandparents in England, Arkansas were like my family I was always with. So when I went home to England, Arkansas on like the front page of the paper on Thanksgiving, they're like, Gary Wayne Betzner indicted for the possession of a thousand kilos of cocaine in Lake City, Florida. So that's how I found out he was alive. And I was almost 16 years old. Wow. Isn't that what crazy? pace. Yeah. How did that affect you from seven to 16? Well, I think like a lot of other things that happened to me too, kind of growing up, like other stuff that I didn't really share. I don't really want to share that, but it's in the book. It is in the book. And so that was already like in my brain about like caused a lot of like self-esteem issues. Right. When I found out my dad was alive and he took my brother and sister part-time, my half brother and half sister, and he didn't take me and he never paid my mom anything. That's when the real like, what's wrong with me? Mm-hmm. Why didn't he take me? Right. Why didn't he love me enough? Why didn't he give my mom any money at $30 million in a post office box? He never gave my mom a dollar. Wow. My mom had to work 70 hours a week, two jobs, you know, like, you know what I mean? Right. Right. And that's when my head really started like, what is wrong with me? You know, now I know nothing was ever wrong with me. Something was wrong with him. Yeah. 100%. Now, so, so you're 17. So I was 17, and then I went to see him in Florida. Uh-huh. First time I ever saw him, he was in chains. And I was like, my dad's not an animal. I want to hug my dad. And they, like, took his chains off because he was a high risk for, you know, for trying to escape. He tried to escape twice. He was in prison for, like, 12 years. So I visited him at, like, every federal prison out there in the United States. Like, my mom would take me to go see him, mm-hmm. which, looking back, like, I think that was actually not a good thing because it was kind of like I was getting crumbs. Yeah. And he wasn't a hero. He abandoned his family. Yeah. He wasn't a hero. 
So, so anyway, so I spent, you know, years, I went to Hawaii, fall the Grateful Dead, saw 350 Grateful Dead shows, went to Hawaii because he was there. 350 Grateful Dead shows? You followed yeah. them around? Were you like a, a yeah. hippie? I was a deadhead. Yeah, what's uh-huh. it called? It's not a hippie. Deadhead. I was a deadhead. deadhead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had like my van. I'd sell grilled cheese and acid and whatever I could get my hands on to like. So grilled cheese and acid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that must have been the, <laughs> the high ticket sellers back then. <laughs> well, they were awesome. both a dollar. <laughs> they were both a dollar back then. <laughs> I love this. All right. Oh my God. So yeah, I was always just searching. And then uh, I knew my dad had a property in Hawaii and he was in prison. So I wanted to go f- see what he was about. So I lived it there and was on a commune for like almost six months and dread. What part of Hawaii? Um, Big Island. Oh, Big Island. Okay. Desolated. Yeah, I lived on, I lived on just there. fruits and just like just fish in the ocean. I didn't oh, have any like, money. Uh, survivor was- status. It was survivor stat. It was awesome. It's easy to survive in Hawaii. Oh yeah, for like, sure. You just go Hawaii. pick bananas and like, you know what I mean? Yeah. As a brainer. But yeah. And then I moved to Atlanta when I was like 21 because my mom had to get me out of California because I was out here. Mm-hmm. And then in Atlanta, I started like modeling and I did like, I was Miss NASCAR and I was uh, the Hawaiian Tropic girl. I was Miss Budweiser. So I kind of got really like into all that stuff. Yeah. And I got a part on um, Acapulco Heat. It was like it was like the predecessor to Baywatch. Did you ever mm-hmm. see it? No, and I, never I, got seen the, it. I got the lead role when I was like 23. And they flew, they flew to California. They flew from California to Atlanta to give me the part. And I still must have had some like morals that I grew up with because I kind of walked away from all that. And the guy said, well, let's go back to my room so you can sign it. I was like, I don't need to go back to your room. What do I need to do that for? Mm-hmm. He was like, well, that's part of it. And I, and I went to Lee Strasberg in New York. And when I was in California, I was acting and doing a bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, I just remember slapping him across the face. and was like, I don't, I don't have to do that. Like, who are you to want? That's disgusting. And then the modeling agency called me the next day and fired me. Wow. They said I had the biggest chance of my life and that I blew it. Well, I mean, when you, when you think about that, like you think about a man yeah. taking you back to your, to his room. It's like a black couch episode waiting to happen. Oh yeah, totally. So I got out of all that. I just totally like left that world behind and mm-hmm. got married and had two kids and, you know, kind of did the mom thing for like 10 years. I got divorced, had to reinvent myself again in my thirties and, you know, came a, I was a PE teacher. Wow. You've been around the world and back. I have been doing all kinds of stuff. And, and you know, deep inside of all that stuff of like always trying to be the best mm-hmm. and what's the next thing, what's the next thing, what's the next thing, that driving thing was always trying to prove that I was enough as a six-year-old. Right. It stemmed from your past. You know what I mean? And I've done yeah. Landmark and I've done tons of therapy, Christian therapy. You have to constantly tell yourself you're enough. Mm-hmm. It's a repeat process. Like your dad didn't leave you. Your dad did not love you. You're, no. you know, it's not that you weren't enough for him. Didn't have anything to do with any of that. You know, I agree. So that, 100%. That's, huh? I agree. 100%. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it, people, people don't really understand everything stems from our past, everything we go through, everything we experience, like when we're older, everything I experienced when, when I was at the age of like 26, 27, when I got addicted to drugs, it all stemmed from my past because my dad, was a drug and alcohol counselor and he was an alcoholic. 
So he had both of those. And he always told me, he said, son, you're, you have a predisposition to, you know, tendency to be addicted to something. I never believed him. I was just like, dad, you're crazy. I was 14. I was like DDR dancing. I was like, I don't know why you're telling me this. (laughs) And then when I'm 28 and I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, man, my dad was right. (laughs) I'm nowhere in my life. Yeah. But you know what? You made your mess a message. Exactly. I love that. That's great. Major mess and message because that's our goal. Like, you know, it's like what was meant for evil, you can really use for good, you know, and you just have to decide to pick yourself up and say, I'm not, I'm not going to let that define me as a person. Like I'm going to use how I hurt and my pain and all the mistakes I made because of how I felt to go have, maybe, maybe you just stop one person from like, you know, not turning to drugs because of their pain. Maybe you just stop one person from like not picking some asshole that's just like their father. You know what I mean? Exactly. So like help just that per- one person out of what you've been through so that you can help them make decisions that are going to be fruitful for them in their life. Cause that's our goal here on earth. Our goal is not about like our stuff. Like I'm blessed to be where I am right now. And right. that's cool. But that's not my, that's my, my goal. My no, goal your, is passion, your passion is to change lives. I could already tell that you want to hop on stage. You want to talk to people. You want to be able to tell your story and let people know that like, listen, it's okay to fuck up. Obviously, you know, it's, it happens. Everybody yeah. does. Yep. And I think that's where we connected so well. You know, we both want and have that passion for helping others and we'll do whatever it takes. I mean, you're coming out with your book, you're coming out yeah. with a movie. Let's well, talk about the movie. Oh, uh, what, let's talk about the movie. Start? Okay. So when does that start filming? Oh my God. Okay. So I, I'll, I'll tell you when we said I was going to be working at Target, no offense to Target workers, but I was going to be working at Target and living at my mom. So <clears throat> when I became a PE teacher, like about seven years ago, I was a coach and I, I coached middle school and volleyball. Like I love little kids. Like I love middle schoolers. They're my jam. I love them. Like 12, mm-hmm. 13, love those kids. And um, so this year I had to teach uh, elementary school and this kid kicked me in the boob and I had silicone implants. I got violently ill. I'm talking, I couldn't coach anymore. And I that's was a hell coach. of a, that's a hell of a high kick. If you think oh, about yeah. it. Oh yeah. Well, he was especially, <laughs> I don't know if I guess, I don't know if I bent over. <laughs> like, I'm, trying, I'm trying to think like high. Was know, like, you had to be like bent over. My, it was in his face. I don't know what happened. <laughs> something happened. He got, but anyway, oh, and I got really super sick. It's so the, so I tried where I'm working now. I tried infrared therapy mm-hmm. because I couldn't get out of bed. And I, the second time I came in, the whole bag was like smelled like metal, smelled like metal. Right. So I never forgot that that was three years ago. And I got, and that, that's when that happened. And so I stopped teaching school. I'd gotten remarried. My husband had a cannabis farm. Mm-hmm. So I went to work with him and I forgot about myself. My kids were turned 18 and 21. And I just thought, well, that's what you do as a good wife. Like you go give up whatever right. to be with your husband. And I, oh my God, I like, you know, here I was, I cut off all my hair. I didn't have any boobs anymore. I didn't have my job anymore. I was living on a canvas farm with no bathroom, no kitchen, what, no nothing. What happened to them? Did they with, just, just, your boobs, they just disappear? Or like, well, how, they, they, they took the implants out. So they took oh, them out. Oh, they took the, okay, yeah, okay. They took them out. And so I was like, you know, really struggling with my identity. And so when we came back home in 2019 <clears throat> and then quarantine hit, 
Yeah. Right. And then I was like, well, I don't know what to do. I, I don't know what to do. Like, I don't have a job anymore. I still have my real estate license, but I don't really want to do that. I can't teach school. It's shut down. The farm's done. What are we going to do about that? I don't want to go back up there. Right. And so we knew we were going to sell it. So I just started writing the book. I started writing the book. And then I finished it in like February of this year. And my husband's dad died. Wow. And then, and then we got ripped off on our farm because we let someone work on it this past year. Mm. $150,000. They ripped us off. off everything. So now oh, it's quarantine. We got no money. My, now my husband's trying to figure out how to make money. We're going to have to sell the farm. I'm like, and he, he was just had a really hard time because his dad died. Yeah. Really hard time. And he still had to figure out how to make money and not want to kill these people that ripped us off. And I'm stuck going, what's going on? I don't, I don't, all I knew to do was to get on my knees and pray and ask God, help me. Like, I don't know what to do anymore. I'm lost. I don't know what's going on with my husband. Like we're, the farm is done. We're going to have to sell that. I don't have a career. I don't have, I don't know what to do except for put it in your hands. And, and then when I did that, like everything changed everything by just changing my perspective away from the problem Mm -hmm. and on the promise, you know, and the promises are yes. And amen. The promises of God are that you're going to have a fruitful and beautiful life. That's his promise. And so I just, this, this lady sent an email out from where I am right now. I sweat lodge in bird rock since she was closing her doors and I was like, oh, my God, you saved my life three years ago. You can't close. She was like, OK, she signed the contract with me with not a dollar. I didn't have any money. Remember, she I gave it to you for free. She gave it to me. She said, I think you're going to have the money. I was like, how am I going to have the money? I don't have any clients. I don't have a listing. I don't have anything. Right. I said, God, if this is supposed to be mine, she goes, just work in the store. I got to like travel. I need to bury my mom. Her mom, she couldn't bury her mom because of COVID. She's like, so she just left me the store. And then everything fell into place. I sold the farm, used the commission to buy, the, buy this. Yeah. That was just in June. Yeah. It's only beginning of September. Yeah. And then my husband kind of turned his life around. We sold the farm. So then now we have that money. I got that commission. I was like, okay, God. And then I was like, okay, what's next? Then I got a publishing deal. It's not like a big deal, but the lady wanted to publish it. So I got that. And then the movie. I got a phone call from HBO. And the guy, Adam McKay, is the director. He's the one that shot for, he did the, um, oh, that really funny movie. He did Talladega Nights. So cool. And so he got a hold of my dad's documentary that his, one of my brother's friends did 10 years ago. He interviewed me 10 years ago. Wow. So all my past stuff started coming back, which that's yeah. what happens. Yeah. And he calls, he's like, well, I gave up creative control of the documentary are you willing to be interviewed again? I was like in shock. I was like, Oh my God, like my life, I was going to be divorced. I was like, didn't know what I was going to do. Now I got a business. Now my book's going to be coming out. And now the movie too, like, it was just like, bam, like a turn, like you had, you just had a boom turnaround, you know? And, and, um, so they came and they interviewed me and it's called call. It's called call me harmony. Cause dad's alias was Lucas harmony. Call me Harmony. I'm writing that down. Call That's me Harmony. Awesome. What is it? So they, they interviewed me for like two days uh-huh. and they wanted to know what it felt like to get abandoned. Right. Why did I want to write daddy issues? Did they, ha- did they search the river for my dad's body? Was there a funeral? Who, how did you not know? Like, did you, was your mom broke? Like, 
I mean, it was like, it was like therapy again, you know, In depth, they wanted yeah. to like film how I opened up my vitamins and like, I was like, oh, okay. You know, cause they want like B, B roll footage. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. So I guess that's going to come out in like October. That is incredible. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> it's nuts. It's like when, and I noticed this too, is like, I had so many doors start to close on me and like, I was like, man, I'm not going anywhere in life. I don't even know what I'm going to do. And then when you start to just think that one door starts to open, then another door starts to open. And I really think it was because I stopped surrounding myself with negative energy. Like oh, all yeah. I do. Well, you did this. You did this. Yeah. You surrendered. Like I for did. real, surrendered. You just, you, said, I, you just surrendered. And, and the one thing, when I told my story, when yeah. I, when I got real vulnerable and I was just authentic and I just told people like, I had people where they were like, bro, I can't believe you would put me down like that. You know, why are you calling out your friends? I was like, I'm not calling you guys out. I'm just yeah. telling you guys the real deal. And now those friends hit me up to this day and just like, dude, how did you turn your life around so fast? And being able to help them or just help anybody that I can is, I mean, that's what, that's what I want to do. Sometimes you just got to get rid of phone numbers. Oh yeah. I get a whole new phone. Don't. And that's it. I mean, my husband had an old phone with a bunch of contacts on it. I was like, you can't be a part of any of those people anymore. Like at all. It's just, they're just bad news. You know, it wasn't like they were horrible people. It was just, you know, a business Mm -hmm. that he just didn't need to be a part of anymore. And he just got a new phone number and guess what? No problems anymore. (laughs) This is is a big question in your relationship. You see how you work a lot. How yeah. do you guys balance that, that work in that relationship? Well, when you, when you own your own business, you have to really be diligent with your time, as you know, mm-hmm. you have to figure out a way to turn it off. And I haven't really gotten that off switch yet. I'm learning, but the most important thing is to just take, like, when you get home, just take five minutes, you know, put your stuff down, put your phone down, like say, Hey, can I have five minutes? And like, and then just look at them face to face. Hey, like I'm here okay. You know, like, and then just say, I love you, hug each other. Yeah. And that's it. doesn't have to be like anything else. And don't forget you. I mean, you gotta, you gotta have sexy time too. I mean, that's, that's Oh important. yeah. Yeah. That, that's well, and that's the hard, that's hard part too. Cause then you're like <laughs> thinking at night, you know, you're like, what about this? <laughs> Your mind's racing. You're like, Hey, what, what are you doing? Like, Oh, listen. Yeah. I got this thing at the shop. And like, <laughs> I'm like, and this lady came in and her freaking arm was done. To, and had a towel under and then this, other this came just in, a... sweat all over <laughs> and I'm ordering all this shit. I don't even know if it, like, it's not even busy. My place isn't even busy yet because I feel like I had to get it because she had really let it go. Like she created a really cool yeah. thing. She was just, you know, she was really having a hard time. Like her mom was really sick and she's a wonderful daughter and she took care of her mom, you know, but she just left me like a skeleton. It was like a skeleton business, you know? Right. So I had a lot of like, I wanted to make it like, and have an Instagram wall and make it be fun and heal people. And like, you know, every time someone comes in, they're like, oh my God, infrared therapy is amazing. Like, and, and my, my theme is your body is your temple. Mm-hmm. Damn right. Because it's it. That's it. Your body is your temple. What you put in your brain, what you put in your mouth, what you put in your, any, anything. <laughs> I agree. I was going to say something sexual. <laughs> that You got to be careful with that too. Your body <laughs> is a temple. Cause I'm trying to teach like, Women, like, don't give it away for free. You want a ring yeah. on your finger? Save yourself. 
Right. Save yourself because the right guy will wait. 100%. And he'll respect you. Yeah. No, that's, that's very true. Like, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of women think I'm like a man whore. Guys, I don't sleep around. Like, I don't sleep around at all. I don't know why, how you would have time. But yeah, exactly. Guys. I, don't I saw your time. calendar. Like, I don't know what you would do. Would you like no sneak into even. the back, find somebody <laughs> or, you know what I mean? Like I saw your calendar. It's literally 10, every 10 minutes you got something going on. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely stay busy, but I just know that I can't give a woman the time that she deserves right now anyway. So it just, yeah. it would be, it'd be bad for me to even put myself in that spot. Just get yourself financially where you need to be. And you're doing amazing. Get the house that you want. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, when you have kids and you get married, it's never going to be perfect from the beginning. And But when you find the one, it all falls into place anyway. Right. You know, so you can't think like, oh, I got to wait till the perfect house, the perfect car. And I got this much money in the bank. And mm-hmm. I look like this and my relationship. like Because it's, you're going to wait forever. I agree. You're going to wait forever. You can have like a time frame in your brain, you know, but love comes when love comes. And it usually comes when you never expect it. Oh, 100%. My last relationship was like that, but yeah, like you weren't looking six at months. <laughs> uh-huh. I learned a lot in that six months, but that was six yeah. months. Every single relationship I've been on, I've learned, I've learned something moving forward. And now I just know my self-worth and I know that for me to be in another relationship, you know, it's going to, it'll definitely take some time. But like you said, that right person will come and you won't even expect it. And it'll just all flow. And your calendar for this appointment, that appointment, this appointment, like, eh. but you won't be flaky. You'll be smart about it. You'll just say, no, that's not that important. And that's not that important. That's not that important. This, this is important. Right. You know, let's, yeah. uh, I want to, I want to talk about exactly what you do because okay. not a lot of people understand what this is. Okay. Okay. So here's what the logo, well, this is silly, but this is what the logo looks like. I swim lodge. Love and it. it's um so I Sweat Lodge is in La Jolla, California. It's in Bird Rock, and it's infrared wrap therapy. So like if you go to like an infrared sauna at a spa and you get in, infrared is um it's a kind of light that pierces through to your dermis layer in your skin. So what it does when you're in the bag, so it's basically like a sleeping bag, looks like a cocoon, mm-hmm. and you come in. And I put you in your own room and I give you a disposable suit because I don't want you to sweat in your own clothes. It's gross. And then we put like a COVID, we COVIDize the, the beds. COVIDize. Like sheets in them. <laughs> COVIDize them. And we put sheets in there so people aren't like laying in other people's sweat. That's gross too. And they get in the bag. I wrap them like a sleeping bag and I give them headphones and prop them up a little bit. And they get their own TV for like 55 minutes and it heats up to 160 degrees. And people go, can the body handle that? Well, your head's out. But inside what's happening is that infrared light is piercing into your dermis layer and it's literally regenerating cells in your body. That's what it's about. It's building your immune system. It's uh, great for bloating. I mean, I had someone had eczema. It's gone. Have someone had fibromyalgia. They came three times. It's gone. Awesome. I had heavy metal poison in my body. I came twice. It was gone. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not claiming to be a miracle worker. I just know all the evidence of me personally seeing it. No, Coco. Sorry. Well, you have a puppy too? Come here. Come here. She's, a, gonna... she's, my, she's the love of my life. Come here. Look at her. Say hi. Oh. Say hi. For people who can't see it, it's a beautiful little puppy. 
peeps to come to work with me every day. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, she's actually, awesome. she's actually on my business card. Is she? She's on my business card. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, she's on my business card. So, so speaking anyway. of, speaking about the business, like how how is the business doing? It's Are really you- slow. And you know, like any of your listeners, if they want to come in, I'll yeah. give you a code. Like honestly, I just want to get people in the door and I'm giving away free sessions. Yeah, for sure. Just to get people in the door. It's the letter I, small I, then for then I sweat mm-hmm. for free. Yeah, guys, I was I supposed to do it and free. um I didn't end up getting to do it. I felt really bad. Yeah, I know. It's okay. You, you, you were dressed. You said, no, you come here. Like when you're, you need to have, have an hour. Mm-hmm. You're really sweaty. You're probably not going to go out on a date after, unless you have one of those cool people to hang with, you know, it's probably going to go home, no shower for a couple hours after, but you feel amazing. And it's um, www.isweatlodge.com. Beautiful. And then just, just use the promo code. I sweat for free and you can set up a thing and come in and try it for free. I, listen, if someone doesn't like it, I don't want to pay for it. I'm not, I'm not in the business to sit here and try to sell something somebody doesn't need. Right. I agree 100%. You know? Did you so, know, did you know about cool sculpting? So yeah, you, I heard, do you know what that, what they do? They kind of like freeze your fat or. What yeah. It, it freezes your fat. And then the fat actually, it, it, it takes the fat or something away from the area that it's on, but yeah. then the fat regenerates at a different area. Ew later on down the road. I didn't That's realize that. So you're literally just eliminating fat for the meantime. Oh, and then sucks. you're, it regenerates on another area of your, of your body. I mean, here's the thing. The only way to get rid of fat is hard work. Yeah. hundred percent. The only way to get rid of hard uh, way to, I mean, you can go get it sucked out. Lipo does work, but it does come back in weird places. If you gain weight, they really, we can, we can set up a great partnership for anybody that you go through there. That's like, Hey, listen, you know, I got the best coach for you. Yeah. And then, Anybody that I have, it's in, I have a bunch of clients in San Diego, so I can send them over there. And do it. And I'll do it for free. And if they like it, that's what I do. Come for free. Try it. You like it? Cool. I'll sell you a package. You don't? You didn't, you didn't waste any money, you know? Because, you know, we're not in the business here to, like, sell people things they don't need. Right. And the more generous you are, I'm sorry that dings keeps going off. I don't know why that keeps going off. but Polly anyway. Miss Popular over here. Um, but, you know, like, you're in the business to help people. I'm in the business to help people. I want people to have a strong immune system. I want people to like, you know, to, to know their body can work for itself. It doesn't need like, doesn't need outside things to help their bodies be, have a strong immune system. I'll just say that. Everybody's trying to do that quick fix too. You know, no, everybody. You can fix your own immune system where you, I mean, I had COVID, my husband had COVID, like every, I've been around people all day long, like. I was fine. I know some people get really sick, but I think it's mm-hmm. because I have a really strong immune system, but I do things to keep myself healthy. Exactly. Walk, exercise, organic juices, lenses, infrared therapy, whatever it is to build your immune system, freaking do it. Guys, you heard it. You heard it here first. Paul, you're, you're absolutely incredible. Oh. I just want to let you know that. Like this is, this is one, of, one of the deepest conversations I think I've had on this podcast for oh. sure. And you're just very true and authentic and vulnerable. And, and I mean, this is what this is all about. Like I've created this podcast for people to tell their story, for people to have a place to be able to, you know, not directly, but indirectly. Yeah. And because I know how hard it was when I wanted to tell my story and just hearing people's story is so motivating. And what you're about to, what, what people are about to hear is going to be incredible. Like they are going to, it's going to give them so much 
strength to move forward. So they I really can do it. They can make their mess their message, you know. I really appreciate you coming on. Thank sure. you so much for when you're coming out here, you're coming soon. Yeah, I'll come back. I'll come out. Um, I don't know when I'll come back out. Probably maybe in the next couple of months. I, I kind of got to stay here because what happens is like when I leave oh. here, uh, yeah. my business suffers big time. So yeah. <laughs> my team, me Nobody's and my team had that. Like you. Nobody's going to run your business like you. We had you. that discussion. They're like, Clint, you cannot leave for another two weeks. I'm sorry. No. You just can't yeah. do it. I don't care if you want to go to San Diego, LA, whatever it may be. You need to stay here and uh, you need to change lives. So we're going to be here for a little bit. October 30th, you know, I compete in Sugarland, Texas. If you want to come over oh. there. Oh, that'd be fun. When? I'm yeah, October come. October 30th. And my birthday is on Halloween. So oh, what, what I'm doing is Sick. I'm dressing up like Captain America. Oh, that's And I'm awesome. going to a local hospital for the kids oh. because I'm going to be shredded. So I'm like, this is the perfect time. I mean, you know, go see the kids, have some fun. Because oh, uh, I want to go. That sounds awesome. Is yeah, it I'll where? Texas? I'll give you the details. It's in Sugarland, Texas. That sounds awesome. Uh, you know, I'm doing a conference in somewhere down there, but and that's six. Maybe I can come early. That'd be cool. Let's do it. I got to find someone to run the store. That's the goal. Oh, yeah. Who, not how, or how, not who. What is it called? <laughs> I got to find somebody to run the place. I have an am- amazing employee. Her name's Annie. She watches this. She's literally. Oh, that's the one that I met, right? No, that's Whitney. So that's my goddaughter's uh, girlfriend. And she, okay. so she's one of my holy hotties. I made a team of girls. I call them the holy hotties. That's cool. But I send them kind of to do promotions, but I'm just starting. So I just like came up with their dresses and their outfits. And I'm trying to yeah. get promotion places to do more promotions, you so, know, like get the, just get the word out. I know how to gorilla market. Like I met um, the founders of Bikini Bean in Arizona. Okay. And they are like bikinis and coffee. Oh, cool. They have such a cool business model. I and bet. I can introduce you to them. They can, you yeah. can definitely get some ideas for them because, man, they, they're, on their, awesome. they're on their sixth store now. And they're... Girls just wear bikinis and sling coffee? Yeah, that's it's it. Like Hooter, it's like Hooters for coffee. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's awesome. Imagine you could do that in San Diego. Hooters for coffee? Oh, that's, that's a good idea. That's a great idea. That is a great idea. Oh my God. Well, we were going to do a, we were going to do a car wash like that, but my pastor was like, you can't sexualize women like that. I go, we're going to call it cherry pie. Cherry <laughs> pie. my cherry pie. Remember that? Oh yes. Yeah. Remember when she rolled on the hood of the car, it was Cameron Diaz in that movie. That is, uh, yeah, this is a great movie. Remember I was going to do, I was going to do a car wash like that, you know? So I got, I got a question for you. What is the, Number one advice you give to anyone listening to this podcast moving forward. Uh, make your mess your message. Make your mess your message. Don't let it define you. Don't let it define you. Because then whoever was the one that was your, your predator or your person that hurt you, they win. They win. You don't want them to win. You want you to win. Oh, yeah. And that's what we're doing. That's all we do, guys. That's all we do is win. Polly, thank win. you so much for coming Ching. on. Fist bump. Boom. Yeah. Guys, thank you for tuning in. Uh, I'll be dropping episodes every single every single morning now, a little motivational clip. And then also every Tuesday and Thursday, we're hopping back on the interviews. I know I've been uh, sick for a couple of days, but we are back in the saddle. So guys, if this uh, motivates you, inspires you, or uplifts you, please share it with your friends, family, and uh, we are signing out. So everybody live limitless. Guys, if this uplifts you, inspires you, and motivates you, All I ask is you share this with your friends, family, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, all over the place.
because we want to make this the number one motivational podcast every single morning you listen to it. Guys, have an amazing day and live limitless.